Hello. Welcome to For Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth in love about education. There's a battle raging against the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Thank you to Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you live in the Middle Tennessee area, Columbia, Mount Pleasant, or Hohenwall, Safe Storage can take care of all of your storage needs. You can contact them at safestoragetn.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children Radio Show, you can reach me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. If you would like to donate to Free Your Children and you support biblical education, you can find a donate button over on my website. That's freeyourchildren.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, email, the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E.com, where I am a monthly contributor. And there you can read all the articles that I have penned to date about education. Also, if you haven't hopped over to take a look at the new website, you can find that at freeyourchildren.com. I'm very excited about tonight's guest. One of the many things that I have enjoyed immensely with this Free Your Children radio show is being able to interview husbands and fathers and those that are, are leaders in, in, in the ministry world. And tonight's guest is all of those things and more. And I want to introduce him. His name is Ray Notgrass. That name is probably familiar to some of you. His wonderful wife, Charlene, has been a guest on the radio show before. I will also, when Mr. Ray's show airs, I will link Charlene's interview in the comments over on For Your Children so that you can take a listen to hers as well if you happen to miss it. But Ray is a Christian and a veteran homeschooling dad. Ray is the president of the publishing of a publishing company and a lead curriculum author. Ray earned a bachelor's in history from Middle Tennessee State University, a master's in history from the University of Kentucky, and a master's in New Testament from Harding University. Before launching this business full-time, Ray was a campus minister and then a preaching minister for a total of 22 years. He served with churches in Mississippi, Illinois, and Tennessee. Ray met Charlene while they were in college at Middle Tennessee State University. They were married in 1974. Ray enjoys reading and listening to classic literature and biographies, traveling, spending time with his children and their spouses, and admiring his grandchildren, to whom he is naughty. Ray is deeply in love with Charlene the most wonderful person in the whole wide world. And when I said that you might recognize his name, Ray Notgrass, you might have heard or even used a Notgrass curriculum in the past. Our family loves it. So we're going to get to talk to Ray today and about all of the things and knowledge that he's going to share with us this evening. Welcome, Ray. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you. Yes. And, you know, we've been praying for Ray and his health journey. He's had a little hiccups in his health here. So I would love to ask our listeners with Free Your Children to continue to keep Ray 
uh, in your prayers. And we're going to continue to pray that he experiences complete healing so we can get he and Charlene back in the studio and we can do an interview of you two together. That would be fun. And I really appreciate that. Yes, yes. Well, tell tell us, you are a homeschooling veteran. So, right. so were you always on board with the homeschooling of your children? When Charlene uh, first approached me with the idea that she had heard of homeschooling, I knew exactly what I thought about it. I didn't <laughs> like it. I thought uh, children needed to be in schools where the trained professionals were mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the equipment and everything uh, was available. So, uh, no, I was not always <laughs> on board. I remember, though, one day when I was outside our son's school, I had dropped him off or had uh, was there to pick him up or something. I thought, you know, I am losing connection with mm-hmm. our son. This is going to be a 12-year process, and we've had him for six, but now, you know, that's going to be slipping away, even though, of course, we would be big influences. Didn't know what to do with that thought, but it occurred to him. And then over the next few years, as... Uh, he and our other children were in public school. They they had some troubling experiences, and and I also learned the agenda of the educational establishment. I had a good school experience, public school. I minored in education. I planned to to teach in some way, but I learned, started learning then that. School's not the same place, not the same experience it was when I went to school. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we just need to admit that right? and not, not wish it were otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I eventually saw homeschooling as the opportunity to take back the role of dad and mm-hmm. to be a greater influence on our children. And so... I did buy into it, and uh-huh. uh, we had a good experience with it, great experience. Well, you know, your hesitation, hesitancy right there at the beginning of, of the journey, a lot of fathers have those same ideas about homeschooling. And I hear from wives all of the time that say, I want to homeschool, but my husband is opposed to it. Mm-hmm. So I think hearing what you just shared there will be very beneficial to to some men out there that might be listening and, you know, may have some of the same preconceived ideas about what they think homeschooling is and what they think that their children need. Um, what do you feel like your role was in the homeschooling of your own children? I fixed breakfast. That's and uh, I, I say <laughs> that uh, to be humorous, but also to say I was on board. I know right. I knew that Charlene had a lot on her. Mm-hmm. to uh, be teaching the children. And so I wanted to help her get a good start to the day. In in practical terms, I was responsible for teaching history, of course, uh-huh. and um, also a good bit of math. And um, something else that we did that was really a lot of fun is that we read a lot of books aloud. Mm-hmm. We do that. Usually in the evening, mm-hmm. at least one evening a week, uh, most weeks. And that was just, uh, that became a very special family time for us and exposed us all to great literature and um, gave special memories that we all had. 
Mm-hmm. I went with the family on field trips as much as I could. Visiting places uh, is really fun. Of course, we went to a lot of historic places, but we went to children's museum and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage history field trips because I think nothing really helps history come alive more than being at the places where history took place. Yes. And I really encourage that. But overall, I supported Charlene. I'll talk about this more as we have time. But I, uh, you know, I wanted to, to hold her arms up. I wanted to let her know that in any way I could, I wanted to to be supportive of her in her work. Yes, and, and you, you feel free to expound upon that as much as you feel led, because I think that a lot of fathers who have wives that are homeschooling sometimes they just don't know how to support their wives or what exactly their role is because a lot of them are at work, you know, for the majority of the day while homeschooling is occurring. So I think a lot um, of husbands are looking for a way to be that supportive person. They just might not necessarily know exactly what they can do. Well, that's true. Uh, They might think the kids are the wife's business. The homeschooling is the wife's business, but it's got to be a partnership. It's got to be something that the parents and the children mm-hmm. uh, are bought into completely. Absolutely. And um, they, the wives need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wife needs the Atta girls uh, regularly and um, to know that their husband is supportive and uh, believes in her and believes in what she's doing. Absolutely. Well, you have a passion for history. I'm a history lover as well. How did that your passion for history influence your children's education? Well, we emphasized history. You know, some families may emphasize science or the arts or whatever, uh, and those are all good. We emphasized history. We uh, made sure that we studied history significantly, took a lot of history field trips that, that we enjoyed and, and I think made a difference for our children. Actually, my interest in history became the basis for our publishing efforts. When mm-hmm. we started our company, we figured that we would write Bible curriculum because that's what Charlene and I had been doing for years in the churches where we served. I would develop curriculum for adult classes. She would develop curriculum for children's classes. But the history door opened up for us. And so we walked through it gladly. I don't this this story may be familiar to some, but in our first homeschool convention we attended uh, after, as we were starting the business, a mom came to the booth and talked to Charlene and she said, I wish someone would write a Tennessee history uh, because we are going to be missionaries and I want to study Tennessee history before we go. And Charlene told me that later in the day and we said, well, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we did. Over the next year, we developed Exploring Tennessee, and uh, that opened the door for developing Tennessee history. Charlene, yeah, I I thought that that story might be familiar. And then I wanted to write an American history for high school. That was my that was my big goal at the time. And so I did with a lot of help from my family. Mm -hmm. And as they say, the rest is history. We developed other other history curriculum. 
Well, our family has used knotgrass throughout the years with our older children and now with our younger children. And so we're fans of knotgrass. I love the fact that knotgrass ties in wonderful literature. And really, Thank you. yes, and really gives a wonderful experience for those that are that are using the curriculum. Because what we would do is the books that knotgrass recommended with, you know, whichever curriculum we were using at the time, those yeah. would be some of our family read alouds. Yes, yes. And that's then some a great of those Yes, and then and then some of those books actually have been book studies that we have used mm-hmm. with groups, you know, other families. And so we would take your curriculum. I remember we did this with Soft Rain. And then mm-hmm. we read the book aloud as a family. Each individual family in our homeschool group did family read alouds with the book. And then we all came together as a group. <clears throat> And had an enrichment day based around that book. And so we brought that whole time period to life for the children that were participating and the families that were participating. So it's a phenomenal, uh, Knotgrass is a phenomenal publishing company. Tell me about all the resources that that Knotgrass offers. Well, we have developed curriculum for nine years and we're working on uh, the other three years. We have two curriculum sets each year long for elementary grades, students in in any grade one through four. Mm -hmm. We have um, our Star Spangled Story, which is American history. And we have Our 50 States, which is a geography-based study of America, dealing with each state and special things about each state. It's a really rich study to, to mm-hmm. get to know the way things are in our, mm-hmm. our country. We have for middle school grades five through eight, we have From Adam to Us, which is a full year study of world history. We have America the Beautiful, which is uh, Charlene's wonderful study of American history for middle school. We've been so very popular and, mm-hmm. and widely used. And we have Uncle Sam and You, which is another full year uh, that studies civics, citizenship, just telling how people are involved in their communities and how local governments work and how, how the fire department works and how people make decisions about where to put a stop sign at, a, mm-hmm. at an intersection and um, elections and, and just all kinds of things that, help the students know how our country works. And then for high school, we have Exploring World Geography, which is a relatively new so, uh, curriculum that's that's really been well-received. Uh, going around the world, telling about places and people and uh, the interaction of humans and their geography. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just fascinating. Um, we have a year called Exploring World History, which is a survey of world history, Exploring America, a year of uh, American history, and then a half year of Exploring Government, which emphasizes the Constitution and the biblical basis for government, state and local governments, and, and talks about a lot of current issues that are really alive and uh, helps students get to grapple with the issues involved with those those topics and then a half year of exploring economics which is a, a survey 
primarily macroeconomics, introducing the terms and the concepts in a, in a way that I think will help them understand how our economy works and um, what it means for them. Well, it was beneficial for our son that used the courses and went to college because he aced his class. And and I remember him saying, I feel like I've already done this because everything that I learned in Knotgrass was exactly what the college class covered. So he was very glad that you made his college experience very easy. That's great. <laughs> that's that's a great story. Now, now tell our listeners, where, where can they find Knotgrass? How can they find um, the curriculum and, and how to locate you? Several ways. Notgrasshistory.com gives just complete surveys of the curriculum. They can get samples that they can look at and download and use and see how it works for them. We also are blessed to have numerous retailers that carry our material. Christian Book is one. Rainbow Resources. Rainbow Resource Center is another Mm -hmm. one. And um, Homeworks is uh, uh, one of our newer retail friends. And uh, there are many um, independent homeschool bookstores, Christian bookstores that carry our materials. There, there is a list of, of all these on our website. If people want to, to go and really test drive the material, look at it and see, see what it, how it works and everything. Well, I will make sure I have all that information linked to to your show when it airs over on For Your Children. So if our listeners are interested in looking into Knotgrass, I will have those links and provide them. Tell me, how do you think homeschooling benefited your children the most? Well, I'm grateful that they all developed a love for history <laughs> and, and still carry that. It, it made them lifetime learners. Mm-hmm. They all love to read and still read a lot. They had lots of different experiences uh, in in our homeschooling, and that gave them context for their reading, for their learning. We were talking with our older daughter just the other day. She had been listening to a podcast about uh, teaching and and education and the phonics versus whole language approaches Mm -hmm. and all that. (laughs) And she said, kids... Kids need to have a wide experience so that when they come across the word tent, for instance, they know what that means. They know they they can get a mental image of mm-hmm. a tent because mm-hmm. they've been camping or they've they've seen a, a Civil War reenactors, um, you know, with tents on the battlefield and so forth. And she was appreciative mm-hmm. for our experience, and that's what she's trying to do with with their children. So I think I think we gave them a good, well-rounded experience more than simply the books, although mm-hmm. we, we had plenty of those, that helps them even today. Our children were able to spend time on their passions. Mm-hmm. They uh, We encouraged them, we let them to uh, study what they wanted to. Our, our son is a, is a self-taught whiz. He, he taught himself computers. He taught himself to play the guitar. He just gets an idea and goes with it. And, uh, you know, the results are good. Our uh, one daughter started a children's library at our church. Uh, another daughter developed an interest in drama and has written plays for over 20 years. 
they're all good writers. They all mm-hmm. communicate very well. We gave them opportunities to serve others from helping in uh, children's school classes with the teachers that they knew, good relationships with uh, our older members at church, mm-hmm. as well as children. We gave them time for positive experiences. And I'll, I'll illustrate this with one particular way. A church uh, where we were in the 90s sponsored a Bible Bowl every year. Uh, it was really a an amazing, fascinating event. There are over a thousand kids involved in this, and they would announce a particular book of the Bible several weeks ahead of time and encouraged children in the area to, to study hard. And then one Saturday, they would all show up at the university basketball gymnasium and be asked questions about the book. And our our children just devoted themselves to it, just studied it up and down, backwards and sideways. One daughter made videos with little Lego people and so forth, acting out the the uh, passages in the book that they were studying. And they all did remarkably well in the Bible Bowl. And this, I think, helped plant the word in their hearts. It was all a, a very uplifting experience. I think another way that homeschooling helped our children is that it gave them a good sense of family, mm-hmm. of what a family can be and should be. And um, I mentioned reading books to them, and it's it's such a, a blessing and a thrill to know that they all read to their children now, right? Mm-hmm. continuing the pattern. And I think it helped them, homeschooling helped them because it kept them away from the negative influences mm-hmm. that are so prevalent. Right. They didn't, they didn't run into that stuff uh, when they were too young and they exactly. could have been influenced in the, the wrong way. Well, you have served in the ministry for over two decades. And as I'm sure you're aware, the majority of our nation's youth statistically are falling away from the faith. Why do you think that's the case? Oh, Tiffany, if I had the answer for that, <laughs> I could write a book and retire. Um, <laughs> I think I think kids have to see Christianity lived out. Mm-hmm. I saw it in my parents and other adults. My father taught a Sunday school class for 35 years. And he never sat me down and said, this is important. You ought to believe it yourself. But I saw how important it was for him. Mm-hmm. And I had a deep respect for him. And, and I think that influenced me. We don't need to separate church from real life. Mm-hmm. We, we need to uh, make sure that it, it flows naturally, that it's, it is comfortably a part of who we are. I hate to say it, but I, I think we have to admit that youth ministry has not kept kids from falling away. Right. Surely it's, it's helped some, but I think, I think children need to be inspired and not entertained. Absolutely. I think they need to to have their hearts and minds lifted up to what is possible, what is possible for them, what is possible for God to do through them. I think the need to learn the, the Bible Mm-hmm. and appreciate its power and not just kind of give glancing reference to the Bible and, and go on to other things. There are other influences out there, and parents need to be really aware of that. So many children 
go to church all the time through high school, then go to college and drop out, it seems mm-hmm. like, but when they go out on their own. And those those influences must not appear attractive to them. They, they need to be equipped to see how that's a wrong path and that's not good for them. I know there are a lot of parents who did a good job, but their children have walked away. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Yes. Uh, the, the, the children might come back, of course, and the parents pray for that. But I think a, a real focus on making Christianity genuine and helping them really come to love and appreciate the Lord and the grace that he gives us mm-hmm. um, seems like that would that would help. Yes. What advice would you give to husbands and fathers regarding the discipleship of their families? I think a lot of men, families that I have spoken to, the husband is intimidated by taking on the spiritual leadership in the home. What would you say to those fathers and husbands? I would say, again, you need to live it. It has to be deep in your heart. You can't share what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's not real and deep for you, it's going to be hard to, to prod the children to make it real for them. Um, in practical terms, you know, Deuteronomy talks about Teach your children when you lie down and when mm-hmm. you get up, when you're at home, when you're on the way, capitalize on the, on those teaching moments, just regularly, gently, but with reality, point out how God made this beautiful world that we're driving through, for instance, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever, well, I tried not to say, kids, you got to act right because I'm the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would wear thin. What would, what, the, what would these people think if they saw you? That's not the motivation. Right. Uh, Absolutely. But it, it's got to be genuine. I heard a story one time. It's probably a preacher story, probably an illustration. But uh, a minister is visiting with a dad in the dad's home, and the dad is complaining about his children, saying, uh, man, I don't know what's wrong with these kids these days. I'd I'm just not able to trust them to tell me the truth. And while the talking, the phone rings and the son picks it up and comes in and says, Dad, it's so-and-so wants to talk to you. And the dad says, oh, tell him I'm not home. Well, where do you think the kids learned not to be honest? Right. You know, I, I would want to encourage fathers to turn away, at least to some degree, from their golf or their television or their boat or whatever it is, there'll be time for hobbies later. Mm-hmm. But right now, the kids need you. They need you to be there in their lives. And um, another encouragement I would give to the fathers is read Proverbs a lot. Mm-hmm. Wonderful words of wisdom from Mr. Ray Notgrass. I'll have all of his information linked over on my For Your Children page, where you can find him. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. Once again, if you are in the Middle Tennessee area and have storage needs, you can find Safe Storage at safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more.
Good night and God bless.